Hey guys, welcome back to Learn STEM. I hope you all are having an amazing school year so far. This year is my junior year, so I'm really excited and I'm also pretty intimidated for the challenges coming forward with it being my most difficult year of high school. Um, however, those who are new to Learn STEM, this is an educational podcast hosted by Liam, Rayanne, me, Nisa, and Melania. And each week we educate listeners on a different field of STEM with episodes coming out on Sundays. So like I was mentioning school in you know my little introduction today I'm actually my episode is inspired by one of my current favorite classes which is AP psychology and so today we're going to be testing my personality my IQ my EQ and then naturally what type of lunchable I am um and so I'm going to be doing some of the most popular ones. And although these tests seem great in deciding your intelligence or your personality, they're not all that accurate and they can be pretty problematic. So as I take these tests or after, I'm just going to be explaining to you guys the history of these tests and why they're not all that great. So let's take some tests. In my opinion, I think that this is the most popular one. I hear about it most. It's six to Teen personalities test or the Myers-Briggs personality test or MBTI I think I don't know it's got a ton of acronyms I hear about it all the time I even took this in my AP Lang class to you know get to know each other instead of having to do a typical icebreaker um so yeah I'm just gonna go through I already did the first question but speed this up and you know take the test when I originally took it around like COVID quarantine time I got an INFJ but I feel like that's changed and I've become more extroverted since you know the last time I took it when we were all in quarantine so yeah let me speed this up and stop rambling So I took it again and I got an INFJ again. So this is saying that I'm honestly pretty balanced for introverted to extroverted, but I still am more introverted than I am extroverted. So that is apparently the mind and how we interact with our environments. Then energy, I'm more intuitive than observant. So I guess that's where I direct my mental energy my nature how we make decisions and cope with emotions and apparently mine is more feeling um and then tactics tactics this trait refers to our approach to work planning and decision making i apparently am more judging and then last one identity this trait underpins all the others showing how confident we are in our abilities oh my <laughs> turbulent um so i can read more oh no that's fine so I guess then this gives you a more in-depth idea of who you are. So the rarest personality type of all. I feel like this is weird because when I was in my AP Lang class and we all, you know, did the same test, it seemed like everybody was turning out to be INFJs. That was the most popular one. So I don't know. That's weird. Um, Maybe... INFJs like AP Lang. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, yeah, this is just a brief summary of like my, you know, personal one. Um, now let's talk about why this test might not be the best. <laughs> 
So there are a few reasons that MBTI, the Myers-Briggs personality test, isn't all that accurate. And the first reason that a lot of people believe it's not the most accurate test is because it's a free test that you can take online, which how good is it really? How much are people dedicating their time to making a super accurate test if they're really not getting much out of it? Which, you know, not everybody agrees or, you know, disagrees. That's why I'm kind of leaving that one up in the air. Um, but yeah, people just think that because it's got so much, because it's free, you know, is it really that good? Um, another reason it's not that accurate is because it forces to divide each person up into these four different categories and, you know, put them on polar opposite ends saying you're this or you're this, you're introverted or you're extroverted, you're feeling or you're, you know, observant or you're intuitive, you know, all those different things. It's asking you to be one or the other and it separates you just by this list of questionnaires, which tends to not be that accurate. Most people fall somewhere in the middle. I had some of mine that were, you know, on the more extreme side, but, you know, a good few of them were also pretty close to the middle where they could fall either way, leaving scores not that accurate. And so the response to some of these questions are not really going to tell you if you're an introvert or an extrovert just by, you know, the random set of questions that it gives you. So overall, it's just not a super accurate test. Um, it does lead for good, you know, self-infliction and just kind of seeing where you're at and maybe areas that you need to improve if you want it to be, you know, oh, hey, I'm pretty far on the introverted side. I would like to talk to more people. Or I think my last one is like the judging or, or turbulent or, you know, whatever that one. Maybe I want to, you know, focus on being more assertive. Maybe for others, it would be a good opportunity for them to see, you know, where their strengths and weaknesses are and how to improve for you know further references which is why a lot of businesses actually use tests like this which we will get into later but now let's go into the I think it's called the big five personality test and see what I get for that I've ever taken the big five personality test I'm taking it on a website called truity um and it says to take it read each statement and respond um it sees exactly how you score for openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, um, which says this is a scientific personality assessment. So we'll see how I feel about it afterwards. Um, I mean, I already have, you know, going into it some bias towards how I feel about the test. Um, but it asks you questions just like the Myers-Briggs, except on this one, rather than saying agree or disagree, it says inaccurate and accurate. So, you know, a little bit more science-y. But um, yeah, I'm going to speed this one up as well and go ahead and take it now. Okay, so on this one, it is saying my score for openness, so it's not. So in the Myers-Briggs, it was you're this or that. This one just tells you the score, your percentage of how open you are, conscientious, whatever. So for this one, it says it's scoring me on openness, and I got 67%, which openness is described as a person's tendency to think in abstract, complex ways. High scores tend to be creative, adventurous, and intellectual. They enjoy playing with ideas and discovering novel experiences, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, low scores tend to be practical, conventional, and focused on the concrete. So I'm 67% for that one. Conscientious is 69%, which describes a person's ability to exercise self-discipline and control in order to pursue their goals. High scorers are organized and determined and are able to forego immediate gratification for the sake of long-term achievement. Low scores are impulsive and easily sidetracked. Extroversion, I got 60%. Extroversion describes a person's inclination to seek stimulation from the outside world, especially in the form of attention from other people. Extroverts engage actively with others to earn friendship, admiration, power, status, excitement, and romance. Introverts, on the other hand, conserve their energy and do not work as hard to earn these social rewards. Then for agreeableness, agreeableness sorry i got 69 percent which agreeableness is described as a person's tendency to put others needs ahead of their own and to cooperate rather than compete with others people who score high in agreeableness experience a great deal of empathy and tend to get pleasure out of serving and taking care of others they're usually trusting and forgiving people who are low in agreeableness tend to experience less empathy and put their own concerns ahead of others And then for the last one is neuroticism, which I got 62.5%. Neuroticism describes a person's tendency to experience negative emotions, including fear, sadness, anxiety, guilt, and shame. While everyone experiences these emotions from time to time, some people are more prone to them. High neuroticism scorers are more likely to react to a situation with fear, anger, sadness, and the like. Low neuroticism scores are likely to brush off their misfortune and move on. Um, and so then it's to get your full report, you do have to, um, pay some money, but, um, yeah, I think the 0.5% for neuroticism is funny, uh, or to give you 0.5, that's what I was meaning, but, um, I like that this test is different than the Myers-Briggs because it's not comparing two things. It's just giving you a percentage of how high you scored in these different categories, which does, again, give you an an example of where you stand for these different things. Um, But yeah, let's now talk about why this isn't so great. So like the Myers-Briggs test that I talked about before, the fact that you don't have to pay money for a simple report Um, for these tests tend to leave people thinking that it's not that accurate of a test and people didn't put that much work into designing, you know, a super effective test. That is the smaller issue of, you know, these personality tests, which the bigger issue is that these tests are used for businesses to determine how well of a worker that you are more likely to be. So you are not allowed to not hire somebody based on, um, uh, their medical records or disabilities. However, personality tests like this let people get around those things because it lets you see the likelihood of mental disabilities if you're able to look for them uh, in these tests, which then promotes ableism and allows, you know, people to not be hired, not because of their, you know, medical history, but because, you know, their personality test and people didn't know this to begin with. So it is just a loophole for companies to weed out or try to find, you know, their best workers, which can be racist, sexist, and ableist, you know, all in the, all together. Um, and overall is not a good way at all in determining how well somebody's going to work at your company for you, um, and overall is not a fair test and should not be continued. So yeah, this one is definitely 
not a super reliable test and it's not uh it's not effective in the way that they are being implicated in everyday life if you're taking them at home and you know just want to compare with your friends or find ways you know that you can improve on you know categories that you're scoring high or low in that you want to you know make a change to yourself there's nothing harmful in that it's just the ways that people have decided to use these scores um to you know impact other people's everyday lives work situations whatnot so now let's get into the iq test i'm going to be taking an iq test now this is from iqtest.com which is apparently the world's leading online iq test i hope that it's free it says that it was when i saw you know search for online so we'll see how this goes um i'm just gonna get right into it Oh, okay, click here to test your IQ. Got it. Um, I can't use, so for this, you must work mentally. Do not use pencil, paper, or calculator to determine whether the statements are true or false. You will have to either click true or false button to indicate your responses. Test this time, so work quickly. Um, you must read and respond to a total of 38 statements. If you, or sorry, you may take as long as you wish, but to complete, sorry. But if you complete the test quickly, your score will be increased. If you're very slow, your score will be lower. So be ready to concentrate and think fast. This is a little intense. unfortunately did just waste my time taking an IQ test that I thought was free and then it turns out it wanted me to pay money at the end so we are just going to skip over that test which I'm really sorry about but we will still talk about why IQ tests aren't super valid anymore so one of the biggest things that we've learned from IQ tests is that they're not fair to take for all of the wor world and they're not a fair assessment of how smart you are. Being able to answer these random questions in a timed, you know, sitting does not define whether or not you are, you know, super smart. In addition, the IQ test itself, the questions it asks are racist. They tend to lean toward a western civ knowledge the things that you would learn um to typically catering towards you know the white population that they're not a fair standard of you know knowledge all across the world amongst all different types of people i guess i'm not sure if i said that right um and in addition, there's just the whole idea of luck that, you know, you could just sit there and pick random answers and then somehow you're a genius, which there always is that possibility and why people are denying multiple choice tests um, more and more because there really is just the idea of luck, right? With SATs, colleges are accepting those less because you could score really high on your SAT simply by, you know, luck, just hmm. I feel like it's C today or an A and, you know, you wind up with a 1600. So it really isn't a fair representation of for an SAT, how prepared you are for college and for an IQ test, how smart you are or how much intelligence you have. Um, so, yeah, now let's look at the EQ test. Allegedly emotional or EQ test, emotional intelligence tests, our are 
you know, scientifically proven to test how high emotional intelligence you have. So for this, it says our emotional intelligence quiz describes situations that we all experience in our lives, like being given difficult feedback. Be as honest as possible when answering the questions as that will prove sorry, that will provide you with the most accurate assessment of your level of emotional intelligence. Once you have taken the quiz, you will receive your results as well as recommendations on how you can manage your emotions and connect more skillfully with others. So I'm just going to get right into the test. So it was a super quick test and it tells me, congratulations, you have a high emotional intelligence. This is good news. EQ counts for twice as much as IQ and technical skills combined in determining who will be a star performer. Your level of EQ likely has been and will be a driver of your high performance under pressures for years to come. Um, And then it tells you areas to work on. So for me, it says, um, while you are doing well, don't forget to take time out of your busy day-to-day activities to stop and reflect on what brings you the greatest meaning in your life. If we fail to do this on a regular basis, we risk becoming tranquilized by the trivial, sedated trivial sedated by the small details yes deadlines need to be met and goals achieved but if we are working towards goals that are not in alignment with our key values and greater purpose we face becoming frustrated and cynical when we face pressure losing sight of reason why we're doing all of this in the first place oh i also didn't mention i took this from institute for health and human potential and it was a free eq quiz So my thoughts on the EQ test are pretty consistent with other people's in terms of the test that I took was really short and the answers that it wanted you to put were pretty obvious to get, you know, the best score. Um, Like asking if I manage well under stress, I easily could just say yes and get, you know, the high emotional intelligence that a lot of actual businesses do look for. Um, And that's the same even with professional ones that, you know, you've got that one was only a couple questions, but other ones have, you know, like over 100 questions and there's to help by adding more questions. They think it helps to really determine your emotional intelligence. And the reality is, if you know what the test is looking for, you know how to answer those questions, which for a lot of people is pretty easy to figure out what the test wants you to say. And it's an unfair way of businesses decide to decide who is fit to work in their company just from a test that people can easily self-manipulate. So overall, it's not a super reliable test and is in no means a scientific way of proving how emotionally intelligent you are. So for my last test, I wanted to end it off on a more fun note and take a BuzzFeed quiz. So let's get right into that. So for my final quiz, I'm figuring out which classic Lunchable I am. Um, I'm just going to go through and take this and we'll see what I am. Oh, Lord. So I got turkey and American. You're you're a person who's anxious, introverted, neat, agreeable, trustworthy, approval-seeking, and altruistic. Thanks to people like you, the world continues to spin. So, obviously, a BuzzFeed quiz is no measure of who you actually are as a person, but they're pretty fun to just see these random answers that you get from, you know, who knows if everybody gets the same thing no matter what you put or if they're actually different. Um, Regardless, it was fun to see. I'm kind of sad that I got turkey and American because this kind of sucks. 
I hope you all enjoyed today's video. I thought it was fun to be a little bit more interactive taking tests and sharing my screen and talking about the different things. If you guys liked today's video, make sure to leave a thumbs up down below. Um, for other suggestions, follow us on Instagram and we have a Google form in our bio that you guys can leave requests on what we talk about in future episodes. Um, other comments or feedbacks, let us know down below. And um, yeah, if you guys are interested in taking any of the quizzes, obviously I shared my screen so you guys could, you know, see where I was getting all my information from. I hope your school year goes really, really well. And I'm excited to check back in next, or not next week, but you know, whenever we post again, or I guess it's my turn. So yeah, bye guys.